Welcome to Fusion Fast Forward. We're building a bridge between the recent online retail fusion event and the upcoming in-person online retailer event in Sydney in partnership with online retailer Nora Network and Mouth Media Network in New York. I'm Mark Rico. The retail landscape has been evolving dramatically over the years with evolving consumer expectations and rapid pace of technological advances. Retailers today are required to focus on strategic digital initiatives to deliver consistent and personalized experience to their customers, and also at the same time improve operational efficiencies and free talent to focus on areas of innovation. All of these while trying to maintain and improve brand relevance. In this episode of the podcast, John Barros, co-founder and CEO of Little Birdie, talks about how they embraced new business models and technologies that put the customer's needs and wants at the center of their digital transformation strategy and how comprehensive customer intelligence will be key in driving long-term value for both their customers and their business. John Barros, welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you here. I'm excited to learn about Little Birdie. Hi, Mark. Yeah, great to be here and great to share. Where are you joining us from, John? So I'm in um, sunny Melbourne in Australia, where um, most of Australia is in in lockdown at the moment, but uh, Melbourne's free for the time being, which is nice. So actually in the office, which which is exciting. Outstanding. Very good. Well, fill me in a little birdie. What was the vision for the company when it was founded and what has it grown to now? So little birdie's been, I guess, an idea that has been bubbling away in the background for a couple of years now. I guess our background is a lot of the exec teams and other co-founders of Little Birdie come from from Catch Group. And we've had a a big journey over the last sort of 10, 15 years in building retail businesses, online businesses, digital businesses um, in different industries and different verticals. And over the last sort of period of 10 years, a lot of those businesses have been acquired or, or sold or merged we kind of found our time where we uh, had a bit of free time on our hands and we're looking for what's the next problem to solve and what's the next thing in retail where consumers are headed and, and what does that look like today? What's it going to look like in 10 years? And we sort of saw, as we all have over the last sort of five to 10 years, you know, big shift to the movement online and the pandemic really just accelerated all that as, as we saw. And it came about of, okay, what is the problem that we can solve and where is, especially in the retail landscape, what is the problem that customers face when they come to shopping online? And I guess that was sort of the initiative of that sort of idea, like how do we improve their online experience? And we kind of find that when you look at retail and especially online retail, online's been really good at trying to optimize the purchase, you know, being able to search, find what you want, compare as best as you can and, and try and get through it a real sort of efficient way to get the end product. It's good, but it's not great. And what we kind of find with online retail as well, where it really lacks is where physical retail is strong. And that's that sort of real sense of discovery or finding something that when you woke up in the morning, you you weren't planning on buying. So we kind of feel that there's an element where we can sort of serve both markets and really improve on that, I guess, intent-driven shopper to make sure that we can optimize that experience even better. But more importantly, what we don't think anyone's doing very well anywhere is how do we inspire the customer 
where they can come and look and browse and find that particular item that when they woke up in the morning, they, they weren't planning on buying. That's kind of, I guess, the initial concept of where we saw Little Birdie being. And, and it really is, is coming to that position where as a shopper, how do you know what's happening in the world of shopping? Like, where do you go? Like, who tells you? If your favorite store's on sale, how do you know about it? What's the latest trending products? Like, how do you find out if you want to know you know, what's the best price or what's the best retailer to buy from? You know, where do you go to find that information out? And it's really about creating what we're calling the homepage of shopping, where it's one destination where a consumer can land, get rid of having multiple tabs open on your browser, where you're jumping from retailer to retailer to review to, you know, customer information, trying to get the information you need to buy the product and have that all served in the one spot. So that was kind of the catalyst behind, I guess, the need that we think we're going to be able to deliver on and I guess the opportunity for the everyday shopper to be able to land at one spot and have that experience. So Little Birdie is a new entrant in the e-commerce arena, new quote unquote, with really the mission of becoming the new homepage of online shopping, right? So what role do you think Little Birdie is going to play in the future of the retail sector? How will it play a, a meaningful role in propelling online retail and maybe retail overall? So retail is going through a really interesting period and, and definitely online. So the race to be able to get presence online, build that customer base, keep that customer has become a lot more competitive and a lot more expensive for a lot of the retailers. And we see Little Birdie is coming in to be a real, I guess, marketing channel or acquisition channel for those retailers to be able to drive intent-driven qualified shoppers through to that retail partner. So the little birdie model is different is that we are not a transactional business. We don't take the transaction on our platform. We pass the, the consumer over to the retailer where the customer completes the transaction and the retailer captures the customer data and can then obviously continue to market to that particular customer. So it's really come along where from the retail side, is Little Birdie is going to be able to surface different products and offers that to the consumer that is going to drive interest in that particular retailer. We take the consumer quite far down the, the purchase journey, all the way sort of sort of product level, and then we pass the consumer over when you know they're ready to purchase, where they can land on the retailer and the retailer will then take that transaction. So we kind of see, and this is one of the reasons why we've, we've had over a thousand retailers sign up in our first few months, but even before we're live, is the buying from the retail segment is they're looking for that extra way of how do they generate you know, new customers through to them and how do they, can they do it on a performance basis. One of the things that we're seeing here and, and I think is really topical is one of the greatest success stories in, in Australian tech at the moment is purchasing afterpay. And one of the things that we know about Afterpay, and we've been a customer of theirs with our past retail businesses, but one thing about them is that they're always so true to the actual value that they provide the retailer. It started off being, you can split payments over and we'll drive you higher basket sizes and, and I guess greater spend from the customer. But that quickly shifted to what they do is they, they bring over referrals a month of traffic of qualified customers through to that retail base. And, and that's where their strength and their value really lies is that they're so great at being able to generate a customer through to their retail network. And we kind of see Little Birdie being able to do exactly the same thing where we're going to have a large audience of qualified customers that we can then pass over to the retailers and for the retailers to be able to capture that customer 
is huge and especially in the, in the area of sort of closed marketplaces where getting access to that customer is becoming more and more challenging. Fascinating. I mean, I believe you kind of covered this, but I still like to ask the question, what do you think the value proposition is for the customer? How would you elevate or pitch it to the customer? And how does that business model reflect the evolution of shopping behaviors? So a, sim- a simple, I guess, value prop to the customer is it's, it's the place where you can come search, find, compare, track and share any product from all retailers across the country. It seems to me like this is actually a very large amount of data flow. I mean, you must be really reaching into a lot of different data sources. You're capturing and processing an immense amount of data in order to make this happen. How do you even do something like that? How do you think about it conceptually? And maybe without giving away your trade secrets, how how are you able to actually uh, execute that? That's no small feat. Yeah, I guess part of... Part of the, the value that, that we provide and we, we are building is exactly that, is that we're sort of organising and sorting the world of, of shopping in, in one place. So part of, I guess, our value to that, to that customer and to the retailer as well is that with all these millions of products and different items coming through the platform, we're actually going through all of those items and part of our, I guess, our previous IP you know, from our past businesses has been really driven around that sort of retail-driven, impulse-driven sale where we could put items or events in front of customers that, like we said, when they woke up in the morning, they weren't planning on buying. So we've taken a lot of that IP in regards to going, all these products are coming through and we start scoring everything that comes through our platform from product, brand, retailer, price movement and all lots of different factors and those scorings then affect the rankings are where things start surfacing within the platform. So we sort of see our value coming through is not just pulling the data in, matching the different data, but then scoring and ranking and surfacing up the top the best things that are happening. So as a customer, when I land on the site, I can see what's the number one thing that's trending today in, in you know across shopping. And not just number one, but number one to 10, number one to 1,000, number one to as far as you want to go. And per category, what's happening in you know electronics, what's happening in pets, what's happening in home, what's happening in appliances. So we're really organizing and servicing a lot of that, servicing that content through to the customer, which is no easy feat. Perfect. Let me pivot a little bit. Part of what you can deliver is increasing the efficiency of customer acquisition, right? For brands, for retailers. How do you keep the customers coming back and engaging with Little Birdie once that's been done? How can you scale? <laughs> yeah, no, great question. So I guess there's two components to it. The first part is, is once again, we will be the destination which will have the ability to compare, search, track, and understand what's happening in the world of shopping for the particular product or item that you're after. But the real benefit comes back to sort of what I was just touching on before, where our discovery engine and platform that is servicing the latest things is constantly moving in real time. So as you come through and, and a retailer may launch a sale, they may drop a price, they may do something to a particular item, those scores will then affect the ranking and will surface it. So from a consumer, I can come, I can open up the site and I can explore and it's constantly updating with the newest things that are happening and trending in the world of shopping. So it's really that place to come to to find out what's selling, what's exciting, what are people buying? You know, what are the great offers that are there? 
what are the latest sales that are happening. So it's that really that sort of news that covers the whole entirety, not just that one particular retailer that you might have an affinity for. So John, uh, given everything that's been going on in our world, data is in the crosshairs, but data is also an incredibly valuable commodity. And we're also living in different times now where people's attention is in different places and their priorities may have changed. What are you hearing about the importance of customer data to retailers in the current environment? So having good insights, strong data is crucial in driving retail decisions these days. And it's becoming more and more so. It essentially becomes about how do I serve the customer the right product at the right time through the right channel. And that becomes increasingly you know, driven by the data that you have and the decisions you can make based on that. And I guess when we look at Little Birdie, we, we really do see ourselves as, as a data business where we've got so many different products and items and things coming through to the platform. But more importantly, that because we've got such a breadth of the, the coverage of so many different categories, subcategories, different products, et cetera, across, across online, we see a lot of interaction and in what our customers are using, what they're clicking on and what they start personalizing and what their interests are, that we can start targeting those specific users on our platform and our retailers will be able to start to target those users on that platform based on what they're interacting with, based on what they're following, based on what their personal sort of feeds look like. So it's becoming that, that real connector once again and another tool for the retailer to be able to make sure that they're, they're targeting the, you know, that right customer at the right time with the right product. So, John, uh, I believe that although the idea was probably there before the pandemic, your company actually launched during the pandemic. Tell us about that thought process of actually launching a company in the pandemic, number one. Did this present, you know, even though tough times, a remarkable opportunity to ride a wave a little bit? And secondly, you know, how are you able to go after brands during a pandemic when they themselves, they're trying to tread water a little bit, perhaps triage their spending? So how are you able to make that sale to so many brands to actually launch a company that you now actually have some pretty prolific brands that you can claim as customers? It really is, is one of those things where although this, the idea had been formulating and bubbling away for, for a few years and definitely before the pandemic, the pandemic really just focused us and sort of said, right, the time's now, like we've got to stop, we've got to create action. And it really sort of got us all together again, you know, stopped any kind of side projects we were working on and it was all in. So that, so that was, I guess, a real sharpener. And as we saw with the pandemic, it was moving, everything was moving online at a rapid rate. And it really was, you know, for Little Birdie, just exactly what, what the business that we, that we had as an idea was was there to help solve and help create new opportunities for customers. So the pandemic actually accelerated us into getting the business built and built into launch. And then from a, from a brand perspective and, and how we've been working with our partners, the same thing is that there's a big shift to online. Everyone's trying to figure out how do they capitalize that market. Our, our background has been, you know, running great Australian brands and, and numerous brands online for the last 10 to 15 years. So we also bring, I guess, a lot of credibility to the retail market that, you know, we're ahead of the trends and we see where it's going in regards to how do we capitalize on that customer migration? How do the retailers make sure that they're capitalizing through lots of different avenues of being able to get access and to acquire that new customer coming through? 
So the name Little Birdie, does that connote, you know, a little birdie told me like this is an inside scoop that you get access to this information? Absolutely. We look at Little Birdie as well as thinking it's it's once again the um, the place to go to find out what's happening and, you know, and get, you know, be in the know of the latest trends and the, and the latest things that are happening in the world of, of online shopping. And a little birdie told me. With that in mind, how are you thinking about the other ways that you can utilize the data that you capture and even generate content channels, for example? If you're saying like it's a place to get information, how are you thinking about other ways that you can educate, inform, entertain, maybe even drive consumer behavior in ways that you're not now? be a resource for data insights? How does that connect with the roadmap for the company and the opportunity for other types of content? There's a big roadmap with lots of different content plays that, that we'll be doing, which I won't go into too much detail yet because we're, we're, yet to, uh, we're yet to sort of announce what that roadmap looks like. But 100%, we see ourselves as a provider of content, of shopping content, of that not just being able to connect someone to, to purchasing that particular product, but what products are coming up, what are new product launches, what's happening in the world of retail, what does it look like from um, you know, new product drops, all those types of items is gonna be where a lot of content is gonna be driven. And then from a data perspective, is exactly right. We do see ourselves as that data business where we're gonna have a lot of interaction with customers, but more importantly, be able to drive that data through to help retailers connect with those right type of customers and make sure that they're maximizing their customer acquisition and conversion through data-led insights. You know, given that what you just said, and given the place that data has in, in your future and a good portion of that roadmap, I imagine it must have been extremely important at the outset of your company to decide who your data partner is going to be and being sure that they can't just handle you now, but they can handle in the future so you don't have to make a transition midstream if you don't have to. How did you go about, because, you know, when you're launching a company, it's not just vendors. In some cases, it's really kind of partners in a way, uh, even though they may be technically a vendor, they're operating in a way in a strategic partnership fashion where you really rely on their success to make your success. How did you think about the partners that you chose using maybe your data partner as an example? So for all vendors, it's crucial that people, and especially from a startup business and something that's potentially going to scale and especially in an area where you'd be sort of pioneering something new, it's really important that you've got vendors that come in with a similar mindset that understand where the business is today, where it's tracking to, and what those tools and what is going to be needed for that for the business to succeed. So when we're looking at vendors, it's always someone that can come in, understand what we're doing, buy into the picture of what we, what we need to deliver on, I guess, that end goal or, or where that direction the business is heading, a business that can come in and have that degree of flexibility to make sure that, that we're not just getting sold, you know, off-the-shelf solutions, that they're, they're tailoring and customizing for the needs. So really, really crucial. And part of that, and normally when we're looking at different vendors as well as, you know, who have we worked with in the past, well, what do those relationships look like and, and you know, who's been able to you know, help us get to where we wanted to get to in previous lives. And, and that's, I guess, our main criteria when we're looking at what vendors to partner with. So, John, this may be a bold question, but so early in the trajectory of your company, and certainly it looks like you have an immense opportunity for success, how can you be sure you're on the right track at this point? What makes you think that you've got your compass pointed the correct way right now? 
In regards to the right track, as, as we always see it as, as two sides and it's the retailer and the customer and, and how do, what do we do to connect them? And I think the biggest validation we've had that the idea is, is on the right track is from the recent investment we had from the Commonwealth Bank, which was an amazing result for the company. You know, prior to launch, it was the biggest investment in Australia prior to them launching a product. Wow, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, so, so it was a real big, I guess, endorsement of us being on the right track. And, and then more importantly, it wasn't just the, the funds or the investment. It was more the, the strategic approach that, we, that we're both going into, which is being able to then use our shopping engine to be able to drive and connect merchants with CBA customers as well. So they have 11 million retail customers. They have over 700,000 different merchants. And Little Birdie is going to be really important in them being able to connect their merchant base to their customers as well. The investment was uh, $30 million. Wow. Yeah, which was great. And as I said, it's part of, part of the offer was the amount of funds was great for a new business and it's going to help us to scale really fast. But, but more importantly, it was that strategic approach as well where they have 11 million retail customers that Little Birdie can now access to drive and promote products and offers from our retail base towards. Well, looks like Little Birdie just got a little bit bigger. Uh, all right, John, uh, final words, final thought. Uh, a final thought is, is we're early in the stage of the business, but the, but the buy-in we've had from our retail partners has just blown all our expectations. And I think for us, part of the excitement about what we're building is being able to partner really deeply with a lot of Australia's greatest retailers and really work, because we're retailers at heart at the end of the day, and that's, that's our background. So being able to really provide a new solution to driving them amazing qualified customers has been has fantastic and looking forward to to working with more retailers and the retail landscape across Australia. And how can people find Little Birdie? Littlebirdie.com.au. And is there a contact for strategic partnerships or anything that you direct people to or to reach out to you directly? Yeah, just strategic partnerships can email uh, join us at littlebirdie.com.au. All right, John Barros, the CEO and founder of Little Birdie. Thank you very much. It was really such a pleasure to meet you. And I'm really excited to see your company take flight. See what I did there with the flight and the birdie? Sorry about that. Uh, I'm really excited about it. It's a great concept, such a great vote of confidence from your investor. And I can't wait to see what you guys accomplish. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. Great to chat. Thank you. All right. Well, that is it for this episode of Fusion Fast Forward. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Have a great day. I'm Mark Rako. Bye-bye.